This is Jeff Billard from the Amigos Audio Collective, thanking you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. You there, you're under 17, yes, yes, I can see you. Go somewhere else, we'll wait. Okay. Hey there, listeners of Technical Difficulties. This is Kyan Chris Conroy. I just thought I'd uh, drop in and tell you I hope you're tuning in this week. Uh, this is a very long show that is not comedy. Well, it is funny, but it's not comedy per se. Uh, last week I mentioned, as I did the anniversary show, that I had done a long uh, discussion interview, just you know, reminiscence with John Henry, my regular uh, collaborator on this show, about the past year and just stuff that amused us and what, we're, what we were going to do together in the coming year. And there was so much of that that I didn't want to just truncate it down to five, ten minutes or something and, and have what and add to it was already a long show. So here's the new show, and I'm dropping the bit rate on it just a little bit so that it'll actually be quicker to download since it's just the two of us talking. Uh, but anyway, it's a lot of fun. And it's a good thing, too. I had plenty of stuff to do this week, and uh, so, which is why I wasn't going to do a show at all, so I, I decided to put this one in, in its place. It was just a quick edit and fun to do. And I also totally stripped my voice, so if I tried to do character voices, they'd all kind of sounding like shit. So there you go. Next week, I'll be back with a brand new barrage of comedy and look out, because that will be Technical Difficulties Phase 2 or something like that. Anyway, uh, here's John. Enjoy, and I'll see you guys next week. So anyway, John's here for the anniversary show. Hey, John. Hello. And, and well, how about that? It was a whole year yep. that I did this, and you were there from... I don't know the third show. Yeah, pretty early. Yeah, the the which was the first was that the first? Yeah, we did Zoo Patrol. Did we did we did Zoo Patrol in the first episode. Yeah, uh, that was the first thing we did was Zoo Patrol. Really? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I think we did the LARP stuff until the following week, but Zoo Patrol was the first thing. When did we do the Letter to the World? That was the first episode. Because I remember that. Because we did. Oh wait, you know you're right. I'd have to go back and check. What was one of those? Okay, so John, you were on the. You were. I was either the second or third episode. The first thing we did was Zoo Patrol, and then the following week you did the Letter to the World. Yeah. Which, well, I may or may not play excerpts of during this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no plan at all. I just this is the year, and I'm. I've, I've it's a year anniversary, and I don't want to sound like I'm pooping out because I want. I'm going to keep doing the show, but it really is like, man, this is a long haul. Yeah. <laughs> it, and and I, like I just said, I I'm on my third job yes. since then. <laughs> I've had the same job, which was unemployed. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> well, no, actually, though, I don't have that job either because, you know, I was, Sue pointed that out. It's just that, you know, when I started podcasting, the housework kind of went out the window. And then I compensated that by getting Sue hooked on podcasting so she couldn't complain <laughs> about that at all. So she just is like, you know, there's no, nothing gets done around here. Yeah. On the weekends, we don't even leave the house. She just edits her show and I, and I have done mine during the week. So I don't even want to touch that aspect of my life <laughs> and there you have it that's that's uh that's life around here and you've had three jobs since then you yeah. should just podcast and then you'd have i don't know <laughs> oh yeah, yeah and you sound older yeah i know i think i didn't i think it's the microphones i think it was just added a little bass to the microphone oh, the but we both sound a little bit older now a little wiser yeah. Uh, yeah it's all a lie but actually i don't believe i've aged no have you no, really? At all? I don't... Even this whole year, you didn't age at all? I didn't try to. I oh. guess I don't remember. It's kind of a passive process from what I'm to understand. <laughs> and to answer your question earlier, we were having a debate before the microphones came on about who would win in a fight. Would it have been Unicron or Galactus? Galactus. 
and I'm still stuck on that one. Because I think I think it would be Galactus. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it. It takes four people with superpowers to beat him, and it takes a whole, I I don't know, I guess tribe of robotic car yeah. men. Yeah. As the question was to me, would be would okay. Wait well, here, maybe this would help uh, decide it. Who would win in a fight, Rodimus Prime or the Thing? Oh well, well let's see. Like, not even a question. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, yeah, yeah, well, yeah there was, was a question mark. Yeah, there was a question mark at the end of that. I don't know. I don't think. I don't. What well, depends on? Yeah, who would win in a fight like that? I don't know who is it. You know, honestly, I got to say, Rodimus Prime, in spite of the dorky name, has a slightly cooler factor than the thing because he's the big robot yeah, he's as giant, opposed. But to the thing is made out of rocks. Yeah, but he's got little blue shorts on. <laughs> he's made of rocks and little blue shorts on. But yeah, it always bothered me that this that the thing was naked except for shorts all the time, which I guess it wouldn't well, bother him. He wouldn't him. be naked. Yeah, he wouldn't so, be. Well, but I mean, you know what I mean? Wearing just, shorts. But that was kind of like you know you think they would at least, and he did. I mean, I guess in the comics that I always read, he always did have. He occasionally had clothing on. Yeah, like he'd wear his trench coat. Yeah, and, and the big pants and the big the big shoes, which would immediately get destroyed. Which means he must have he had to have those all tailor made, and they would immediately be the first thing <laughs> that get destroyed in every fight. It's just he'd get well, hit. Well, think and about the Hulk. Yeah. Man, I feel bad for Bruce Banner. He's got to yeah, go shopping he, all the time. Yeah, like, but oh, the thing is, Bruce... Well, my shoes exploded. Oh, yeah. now there go my pants. Yeah, but, but the thing with him was that he was a normal guy. He could just go buy... He could go to Walmart and buy clothes. Yeah. He could steal clothes from people's backyards or something if he was running around with just his little shorts that didn't somehow didn't rip, even though he was 95 times larger than yeah. he was before. And, like, you know, he expands in size so much that the lower half of the leg of his pants yeah. like bursts off, but not the upper half. No, never. Even though that's probably the part that would blow out the quickest because yeah. that's where all the structural support is in, yeah. in a pair of pants. Anybody who wears pants... I mean, pants, he's got thick... Yeah, thick no, he's got thick everything. That does, you know what I mean? He's like nine... If you look at the pictures, look at the way Jack... Everybody from Jack Kirby to whoever, especially the new guys who draw yeah. him, where they make him you know, the size of a house. Yeah, and his fist is like... About the size of his head. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so, but somehow his pants stay on because that's the <laughs> magic of that's the joy of living in the comic book world. But, but you know, he he could take clothes. He could take, he could wear a dress. He could wear anything. It wouldn't matter because it would maybe get destroyed. Maybe he should wear a dress. Well, maybe he should. But it would then it wouldn't gingham. He should wear a gingham skirt. <laughs> he should line dance as the Hulk in a gingham skirt. And it's almost just like the way his thighs don't. You know, ruin his pants when they get bigger. I it almost makes me think that he should be wearing like those pilot pants, yeah, like director pants. You know, pantaloons. You know, yeah. or something like that. Something that has a lot of room in the thigh area. MC Hammer's parachute pants. Yeah, that would that would be that would be the Hulk doing Hammer time. Yeah, but, but with the glasses and the hat and the shaved lines in his head. I think. Oh man, but the, this is like an then 80s it's more nightmare. like. <laughs> the thing should do hammer time because he does clobber in time, so it's not that much of a change for yeah, him. Yeah, it's true. The hammer, it, it's it's hammer time. It's clobbering time. Bruce Banner was always the same size. It was a human size. Yeah. And then he would lose his clothes and you have to get more. Whereas the thing had to have his clothes tailor made for a large man made of orange rocks. Yeah. Why orange rocks, too? That always bothered me. Oh, because that was, uh, you know, the it's color more rock that uh, yeah, touched was, after the cosmic yeah, rays. Yeah. Some, oh, I didn't realize that was what. Anyway, the but but yeah, so he always had that. But it always bothered me. And again, the joy of a comic 
book world, we don't ever have to deal with the the, the logic behind this. Yeah. He's just he's got it. you know. That's why I like radio so much. I like audio because I can just open a door and go look. I've got five hundred tailor made costumes. Just for the th- <laughs> I've got all of the things clothes that I stole from him. You know, and they're all in my in my closet right here. See, look out! He's gonna show up, and it's gonna be hammer time. Door sound effect, and there. Look, I've got look. Check it out! I've got all of the things clothes. I've got all of MC Hammer's clothes. I've got an entire (laughs) room full of comic book and and and, well, MC Hammer's sort of a comic book character, isn't he? Well, he's a cartoon character with his magic shoes. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I'm still recovering from that episode of one episode (laughs) that I saw. That so, if any of you out there have ever seen the Hammer Man cartoon, Uh, we have a support group. Yeah, you'll need it. The fuck. Hey, at least count your His blessing. His parachute pants worked as a parachute in yeah. the commercial. It was awesome. And that's how he broke for the border. <laughs> it was true. He, Man. Remember a year ago? I remember us doing the first show here. Well, I didn't do the first show. No, I mean the first show we did together. Yeah. It was in right here in this in the palatial studios. Pretty much with the same right, setup here. You're in here. Burbank. Yeah, right here. In Beautiful Burbank. Yeah, right across the street from Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> Wardrobe provided by <laughs> <laughs> that homeless guy over there. Come like here, you. <laughs> Paramount. There's <laughs> a guy banging on a, on the, a that's where, bucket. That's the, street. the hotel I stay in when I'm here in Burbank yeah. recording. Yep. Facilities provided by, what was it? It was like Paramount. Yeah, the Paramount. Something like that. And it was like, and the letters would fly in from yeah, all yeah, over yeah, the place. Like, yeah. So it was like Paramount, but this has nothing to do with like Paramount Pictures. No, I don't no, understand. it's the Paramount Hotel. It was the show, and uh, no, we are we don't stay there. We we book everybody in the Hyatt House on the same floor that that Led Zeppelin used. It's and it's really cool because they have the automatic uh, thing that throws the TV out the window. You just put in a quarter and throw it, and chucks a color TV out the window. It keeps the cost down because it costs a quarter to throw it out. Right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I feel just like Robert Plant. Ka-chink. <laughs> it's just TVs everywhere. It's like the beginning of the old SCD, SCTV thing. It's like yeah. everybody at the Hyatt house, you know, whenever people, it's like the Led Zeppelin fans come come to town. They go, they all stay at the Hyatt house and just TVs come raining out of the window. <laughs> it's like the beginning of SCTV, the old SCTV show. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, it was a great show. I gotta get those DVDs. Uh, but yeah, we did that here and we just sat down and did Zoo Patrol. Yep. Which is really funny how Zoo Patrol turns out later, because we've t- <laughs> I think I don't know if we actually talked about this on the show ever, but it was amazing to me how the show started off as sort of a parody of, you know, in my mind when I came up with the idea, it was a parody of, you know, like TV shows or cop shows or something, uh-huh. except to set in a zoo. Uh-huh. So it was supposed to be like you know some seventies TV show, and it was supposed to be kind of super dramatic, and. Um, uh, our our main character, uh, eh, remember the name of the character, Danny. <laughs> Danny, in my mind, was supposed to be, you know, Danny was the two-fisted hero who yes. took care of the park. Solid chin. Chin, yes. And he was going to be, you know, it's like, yeah. and he was all about taking care of the animals, not the profits, you know, because yeah. they had the, he was always in conflict with the owner of the zoo and his management team. And that was the whole dynamic we came up with. Yeah, but then when we started even working on the first episode, I was like, what if the owner kind of sounds like the mayor of Amity? Yeah, exactly. Jaws? And so, yeah, we gave him a New England accent. And then progressively with every show, 
the insanity of each character came out yeah. and the Danny's IQ dropped and <laughs> Brett got weirder and weirder and Sylvia just became stranger and stranger and then Phil got involved with it. Phil, who couldn't be here, he never called me back. I don't know where Phil is. Yeah, but he, yeah, I think he fell off of the earth. Yeah, no, I saw him. I saw him getting, I saw him getting coffee at Caribou one day. It must have been right after that. Yeah, and by the way, this is something for people out there who don't know this. I hang out. John and I met through a karaoke bar that we hang uh-huh. out with, that, our, that a friend of ours runs, and and that's where I know Phil. That's where I know pretty much a lot of people that I know. I'm all my friends are, we rotate around this, this kind of karaoke singing thing, and uh, which is a lot cooler than it sounds. Um, <laughs> but we, I have never, not once, I've been going to this thing for over three years now, like three and a half years, and not. One fucking time have I ever run into anybody I know from karaoke. And I know about 60 really? people, not just either casual acquaintances. I have never been like walking through a store or walking down a street and seen someone I know. Last week or, or two weeks ago, it was like two weeks ago or last week, I was walking through Byerly's. I've never run into you anywhere other than your house or, or, or at a party. You know what I mean? We always have yeah. to be specifically somewhere, but I've never run into, for all the people I know, and Minneapolis and St. Paul aren't that big. I mean, yeah. it's, it's big. We've got two huge cities, so, you know, but there's, there's, you know, there's X number of places, you know what I mean, yeah. like in any city. When I, was in, when I was in New York City, I ran into people I knew all the time, Yeah, and that place is huge. It didn't matter where I was going. I kept running into people. I'd run into people in the middle of New Jersey that I knew. <laughs> and I don't understand it. And here, I'd never run into anybody. And then finally, he, Phil broke the streak. I was walking through Byerly's, and I walked past the coffee shop, and there's Phil ordering coffee. And I was like, hey, Phil. Hey, man. Which How you doing, young man? <laughs> and, and I was just like... What's a good word? Yeah. <laughs> so, the, oh, yeah. So, so we did Zoo Patrol, and Phil... Joined in and it just yeah it just kind of quickly degenerated yeah to the point very quickly to the point where people have sent me emails saying do more zoo patrol do more zoo patrol and I want to but I almost feel like we have to do like crisis on infinite earth zoo patrol (laughs) where the entire world is destroyed and then we get to like some god comes down and says let's start it over they did like a sequel to crisis yeah exactly they did oh they did the crisis on infinite earth two. No, it's uh, the Infinity Crisis. Oh, okay. when was it? is this going on now, or is this mm, a few I years ago? Or might be going on now, or it might have just ended. I don't oh, know. Oh God! No, it's it's actually pretty good. Was it good? Because yeah. right. I just I had to I had to live through that. I had to live through all the Crisis on Infinite Earths, and <laughs> the worst part was, <laughs> yeah, I did. I was there. The pariah showed up. I, I was the one person who remembered the original Earth. Yeah, besides, <laughs> it was me and Pariah were jumping from world to world <laughs> while while whatever that thing was that was destroying all the planets was. I've totally forgotten the story, other than, <laughs> other than George Perez, Pariah, and Supergirl died. <laughs> I would love to do a show. We should just do... I want to do a separate podcast where we just sit around and talk all about shit yeah. like this because it would be hilarious. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, at the time, everybody... I worked at a comic shop. Uh-huh. And that was that was just the weirdest fucking experience. You know, looking back now, of course, it was a big deal. I was yeah. like, oh, did you read Crisis? And I remember going, yeah, I read it. I was, certainly wasn't reading Secret Wars because that kind of sucked. <laughs> you know, Spider-Man, I mean, the chaos, there came a costume. Yeah. Spider-Man got his black <laughs> costume that eventually became Venom. You see, I know these things. I don't know why, and I, I damn yeah. myself for knowing that the whole... That's changed Spider-Man's costume. I was like, I remember thinking, that's not going to last. <laughs> 
And people were just like so excited. It's the first issue with Spider-Man's new costume. Yeah. And I'm like, and like when Superman died. And yeah. then when they had the four Superman. And it's like, oh, well, which one do you like? I'm going to only get action comics because that has Cyborg Superman. They're going to bring him back. He's yeah. Superman. Yeah. It's the, they're fla- not, or no. remember when they changed his costume? And yeah. Then and there was red it, and blue Superman. And no, oh. Isn't there a new one? Doesn't he have a new costume? I don't know. I'm like, they'll change it back. It's Superman. <laughs> it's their flagship title. Well, what about had the same the, costume for 50 fucking years. The clone thing with Spider-Man. Oh, that? Yeah, I wasn't. I was out of it. But that t- I was out of it. By that time, I was out of comics. I was going to say, and every once in a while, I would walk into a comic shop because I wasn't buying Marvel or DC. Uh-huh. I was buying just occasionally oddball things. Yeah, I'd go into comic you shops. Were, you and weren't every, buying regularly. I wasn't buying regularly, and I'd walk by, and it was like Spider-Man's clone versus Spider- I'm like, what the... Huh? Yeah, Ben Riley. Yeah. Is his name. Right, I'm like, what? I just, oh, I give up. I don't know. Yeah. And then I'd go off, and then like, come back again later, and it's just like, you know, you'd walk by the shel- shelf... And you go, oh, look, there's a new plot line in X-Men, and I have no idea who any of these characters yeah. are. And um, Oh, it's really confusing now. They did this whole House of M thing where um, the Scarlet Witch made all the mutants not mutants anymore. She created this like alternate reality. Okay. And then all these mutants lost their powers. There's 193 mutants left in the world with, with mutant powers. Uh, it's weird. I don't understand it. Yeah, don't worry. They'll change it. So I was uh, <coughs> thinking the other day, I was hanging out with, uh, with uh, David, actually, and he's, like, checking. He's waiting for this video game to come out, so he's checking a few websites. And, like, one of the headlines on one of the websites was about how they, they picked a new um, model representative of Lara Croft, you know, to go to all these, like, video game conventions. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck that. That gives me and, like, a whole bunch of my friends such a bad name. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I like video games. I like comic books. So if I tell somebody that, they're like, yeah, you masturbate to Lara Croft yeah, exactly. when you're playing the video game. Yeah, you, you It's wanna... like, no, I don't. <laughs> well, fuck you, you know? Yeah, I, I, oh. I, I hate that shit, too. It's, it's the, the uh, yeah, you get the, uh, well, you know, it's like the, well, it's, it's true of anything it's it's the it's like all right. I love Japanese comics, mm-hmm. and if they ever have a Japanese anime convention, it's like comic books and, and cartoons from Japan that aren't just for kids. We're at this convention with this group of psychotics, yeah, all dressed as fucking you know the ca- the cast of Tekken, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, fuck. Would you not? Could you interview anybody but them? <laughs> and they, that was again. We did that. That happened in the um, that happened in in the eighties when I was working the comic shop. Yeah. Was, they would comics were getting big enough that people were actually doing documentaries or doing little news yeah. stories on them, and they were all just like just like that. Yeah. Where it's like you fuckers, what's wrong? It's with like you? I mean, I worked at a comic book shop too, and I went to countless uh, conventions Ugh. and stuff like that, and worked the table, and like really, they there'd be pretty decent sized conventions, but. For the most part, people weren't dressed like total weirdos. No, no. and it's not even like I'm. I feel kind of bad saying like they're weirdos because it's like, yeah, they, yeah, okay. Oh, you like Spider Man, so you're dressed as Spider Man today. Where you go? And you know that's fun for good for you, but it's just kind of like just you know you can just be you. When I went to San Diego one year, I was walking through the, I was walking across the courtyard. This is where they had it. I, they, they, the I went. 
to San Diego in like 87, 88, and 89. I think in early in 90. I went to four of them. Mm-hmm. And the last one, they switched over to the giant convention center, which is where they hold it now. So this was in the old convention center. Okay. But I didn't actually get to the... The, the, the following year was going to be in the big convention center. So that year they had it like there was this courtyard like outside the convention center, the old convention center. And I'm walking, st- sitting there one day with somebody, I forgot who. And some guy walked across the courtyard in a full Punisher outfit. <laughs> the problem was it was made of spandex. <laughs> And this guy, I'm just sitting there going, we're just looking at him going, he's the gayest Punisher I've ever seen. (laughs) You, sir, are the gay Punisher. I'm sorry. And it was like, you could tell. I don't know what the deal with the guy was, whether he worked out a lot to get into the suit, Uh but he didn't try to bulk, bulk up. So first of all, you suddenly realize how how absolutely absurd superhero costumes. Yeah, are. it's right. No, there totally absurd. That's why they don't have spandex in movies. Right? Yeah, you don't just. <laughs> it's not when you put spandex on a human physique, it doesn't look good. No, at all. and plus he had like whatever he did, he did a lot of work on his ass. <laughs> and so his ass was really like he had those. He had like one of those bubble asses that gay guys yeah. have. So it was well, like then- the Punisher. With, like, no pecs, but a huge ass <laughs> in this skin-tight costume. So he wasn't, like, fat or anything. I mean, he was, like, this really... I mean, this guy had, like, no body fat at all, but he didn't look even remotely manly. Yeah. It was just, like, you're the gayest Punisher I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. I just... I can't get over how... And it was just... It was, I, I keep looking up going, the Punisher has got some serious ass on him. <laughs> He's got ass. He's got ass him. for days. Yes. It was just... Uh, yeah, and you get that. You get people walking around. Some costumes were pretty good, but I was yeah. just like, shit, man, why are you... It's like you don't have to walk around all day like that just for your friend to take a picture and you to send it to Wizard. You know? Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> you can just put it on at your house, take a picture, send it to Wizard, and then like with a note saying like, and then I dressed normally and went to the comic book convention. Right. Yeah. But then that always brings up the whole. The thing is, you know, cosplay as as it's referred. That's the Japanese word, but they use it now in America. Cosplay or whenever you dressed in when you dressed in, when you okay. dress up as your character costume, it doesn't matter. It's always wrong. <laughs> If you wear a costume and you go to a convention dressed as your favorite character, I mean, I suppose there's a certain amount of fanish devotion to it that is kind of cool, but at the same time, it's kind of touching, but at the same time, it's just wrong. Yeah. So, but the, your other scenario is just as weird. It's like you take a picture of yourself at home. It's like, I built this elaborate costume of, you know, who's got a really crazy ass costume of like, uh... here, I've got my costume of, of Apocalypse <laughs> that I wear at home. I only wear it at home when no one's around. <laughs> I've taken a picture of myself in my room wearing my apocalypse costume, and I'm just sitting there going, the connotations, man, the connotations. Just yeah. think about that for a minute. I only this wear my like... costume when no one's around and I'm home alone. <laughs> my, and then I put on the assless chaps and stand in front of the mirror. <laughs> Which is cool. You know, I mean, I've always said that, too, about Star Trek conventions. I was thinking about Star Trek conventions when you'd see people dressed as Klingons. Yeah. And they'd have their own little Klingon house thing on them or whatever. And I'm like... Get a room. Yeah. If you just want to put the latex and the leather on and go have sex, because that is that a replacement for this? Just go have sex dressed <laughs> as a fucking Klingon. Because I think that's what you want to do. I think that we'd all be better off if you just, I mean, like I said, it's like furries. But that's so weird, because like, they would have like female Klingons with like huge racks. But yeah. they all had horrible teeth. Yeah, I know. It's and like, I, is, does that make me weird, because I'm turned off by the teeth or the, you know, the bony forehead? I think it was the prosthetic forehead. Uh but it's just like, why do do these people? Um, I'm saying these people, like <laughs> yes, like I, I'm, I'm running for for office uh, what, on, dude, as a Republican. Yeah, oh, we need to stop these people dressing as Klingons. They're an <laughs> abomination in the eyes of God. 
think we have a sketch there. That'll be coming up in a pre- in an episode. John will be playing a politician running against fans. <laughs> but like, do you think like the guys that are into dressing as a Klingon at the Star Trek convention like are totally like into chicks with bad teeth, like huge tits, bad teeth? Well, the problem is, is that rarely do you meet the women who actually fill out a decent Klingon costume. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm saying you're more likely to meet them if they have horrible teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I think they probably yank the teeth out for the... I'm just saying, like, like oh, in real life, like, you know, they're just going... Oh, I see what you're like, saying. Yeah, down yeah. the street to the corner bar. I think it's all... No, I think it's And then here's deal. this woman with, like, incredible breasts... But horrible teeth. Yeah, some athlete, you know, some six foot Amazon <laughs> woman with the yeah, incredible rack and 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 twisted teeth. Yeah, the worst teeth you've and ever seen. Like, yeah, that might. And they're get, just like, ooh, Klingon. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to stick a prosthetic forehead on her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I don't know. I mean, they might. We'd have to. No, I, well, yeah, we'd have to. We have to find one and interview them. Oh, that was the other thing too. This was another th- cool thing. As long as this is like the worst anniversary show ever. I'm talking about <laughs> nothing has anything to do with the show, which is fine by me. I'll just, I, this I'll, is this anniversary show is turning into one of those podcasts that you created your show, show to kind to, of like to distinguish myself from. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's like, well, oh, let's just talk about what we're interested in. Yeah, and everybody, of course, everybody will love it. Yeah, it'll be because I'm really interesting. It's like filling out your surveys on MySpace. I'm like, you know, I, like, yeah, I do read them. But that's just because I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> I had this experience where I was there. I, I, I'm convinced every town has to have one of these. Okay, every town. There's someone who dresses in a Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> uniform who walks around like that. <laughs> and I was, I this was borne out to me because there was a guy I think on Staten Island who did that. I saw someone here in Minneapolis once who was walking down the street <laughs> dressed in the Star Trek, and they all had those black wraparound like V sunglasses. Yeah, from the old V show. Oh man, that was an awesome show. How come nobody dresses like that? I don't know. I think I think people are probably gonna. I think that's that's the next on the, the next thing that uh, I mean, the sci-fi red, channel will be bringing back. It's just a back. red jumpsuit. Yeah, you yeah. Know. But I, you need the jaw so you can stuff the guinea pigs in your room. <laughs> <laughs> Worst. If that, I remember watching that as a kid and thinking that was disturbing, and then realizing later just how fake that was when yeah. I saw it. But anyway, I kind of want to see it again. Though. Yeah, I'm sure it's on DVD. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I mean, I work. And don't so worry, they'll be. Don't worry, they'll be dragging. I'm sure someone, even as we speak now, V will be re reimagined for 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 uh, for sci-fi sci-fi network. And that wow. brings me to my point that I'd like to make to those of you out there who are listening to the audience. I'm about to embark on trying to track down a career here as a voice actor. And there's there is almost unbelievable amounts of money to be made in the nuts oh, yeah. and bolts of Hollywood and and the system. The sheer number of there is there are every year they make hundreds I think of TV pilots uh-huh. they spend millions of dollars developing TV pilots that never air they're just one episode yeah. a shot and I would love to collect all those of the best of those and the worst of those on two DVDs every year oh, it's yeah. like the best of 2006's pilots that never aired these are the shows disc one is the shows that you watch it and tears fill your eyes because you sit there going, this would have been the coolest show ever. Yeah. This would have been the funniest show ever. This would have been so great. Why didn't, why didn't this get made? And the other disc would make your eyes well up with tears in sheer pain. <laughs> Just going, what the fuck? Why are Elliot Gould as a mouse? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? How did that happen? Everybody's dressed like mice and they live in a mouse hole and they're eating cheese and it stars Elliot Gould or something. You know, it's like, it's, it's got... 
<laughs> there is this entire huge industry devoted almost exclusively to just to doing nothing to doing really. nothing exactly spending money on stuff that never goes anywhere yeah that optioning scripts and and de- and developing pilots and writers and, and throwing money at writers that never goes anywhere so if you just want to be a cog in a wheel and just get paid a shitload of money yeah. track down one of these jobs because it's just like what do you do? I'm a writer. What, I write screenplays for television. What's what's been produced? I've written 35 screenplays. Yeah, I've developed 18 shows. None of them got produced. None of them went anywhere. The shows never aired. They got completely changed. So my, the script you saw had nothing to do with my script, and I got paid millions of dollars. Yeah. So if you just want to never have a job, never have actually any reason to show you to prove you have a job, but <laughs> just want tons of money, get involved in Hollywood or entertainment or production or something. Um. I, I watched Chud the other day. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that movie. And I was, unfortunately, I was like really sick. I had a horrible fever, and I was just I felt like crap. And I fell asleep during like all of the Chud parts. <laughs> I was like, man, so because it's a really slow yeah, movie, because, and yeah. you barely see any Chuds until I'm asleep. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then you see all these Chuds, and then I wake up, and there's no more Chuds. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm watching it, and there's all these people in it, like Daniel Stern and John Hurd. Yeah. Do you know who oh, John yeah, Hurd yeah, is? Oh, yeah, 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 And I was just like, this is a who's who of, who's that? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like all these people were just like, oh, is that guy. Yeah, remember him? He was in, like, every movie for <laughs> the summer of 1988. Yeah, Every single one. Every, it's just if you went and saw Chud and like House. <laughs> he was in House and in, oh, look at that guy. He was in House. He was in Dreamscape. He was in. What was it? There were, I'm trying to think. There were all these actors in the 80s who were just like they were just like that, where you were just you were watching it and you would go like, there he is again. Yeah, he's a character actor. I mean, he's, in every he's movie. In, John Hurd is in Big and in Home Alone. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's in like these huge movies. But then, it's just like, who's that? Yeah, right. Who is who of who's that? I, I want that to be, like, next time they, like, it goes out of print and then comes back into print and they throw a new tagline on it. The who's who of who's that? Oh, that would make the, you know, that would make the most amazing website in the entire world. The who's who of who's, the who's that? Who, the who's who of who's that where it's like, it's, it would be like the internet movie database link somehow. <laughs> when the idea would be, you watch this movie and here's who's in it. And then you, well, you could yeah, just Yeah, like the, the... One guy with like the really bad acne scars that was in License to Kill. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then uh, Profiler. Uh, right, yeah. I, I don't know who that is, but I, it's like, it's that guy with the acne scar, man. Awesome. It's, no, it's not Edward James Alamos. No, it's the, but he's got, he's got that going on. He's too. got the same kind of, kind of scarry face. But no, the, I know exactly who you're talking about. It was uh, Hector Alonso. No, it wasn't Hector no, Alonso. I don't, I don't know if I've ever known the guy's name. Okay, he was on Profiler. I, that was like yeah. his longest lasting big gig. Yes. All right. Um... Yeah, no, the, 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 and the thing that's worse about that is I go back and watch those. Yeah. And at least they were distinctive. Yeah. And I realized lately, I've, I'm like, every time I see a trailer for a movie, for the most part, I watch <laughs> and I go, who are these people? And then I don't, it doesn't matter because six months from now, you won't, yeah. they all look, they all look alike. They literally all have, the guys all have the same build and the same haircut and the same clothes. And the women have the same makeup job and say, I mean, at least, like I said, there was a little bit more variety in the 80s, I think. And and they all have basically the same vacant stare. And well, then, then like, next year, you'll never variety. see them. At least like for women in movies in the eighties, there was the nerdy woman who turned hot, and then the hot woman mm-hmm. who uh, turned out to be a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the variety. <laughs> yeah, that was you had, the, but at least you had that going for it. You Remember know? Aiden Quinn? Yes. 
What? I, What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, he banked it. You know, yeah. I, I hope he banked it. I hope he's making. Hope he invested well. Yeah, it's. I know. You know, I have no malice against these people. It's just I. I well, it's yeah. just like he was cool, and he was like in everything for like two years. Yeah, and then, yeah, gone. Yeah, pulled the old Kaiser Soze. Yeah, and it's they they I and they I always wonder are they coming back? Yeah, it's like Aiden Quinn. Well, is it's gonna like be in, you know, is it gonna be? You know, Quentin Tarantino 15 years from now is going to be like, oh, now I'm going to look back nostalgically on um, movies right before I started making movies. Yeah. And I'm going to have a big, you know, comeback for Aiden Quinn. Right. Yeah. We're going to bring back all the actors who were big or sort of big when I was, yeah. Yeah. Back when I was, the people were making movies that I, yeah. Well, it's, or the new Tar- Quentin Tarantino will come along. And make, yeah. Or like, yeah. It could, it'll I, be someone like that. I ripped off of Quentin Tarantino to make my <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> And I used all actors from people who were big at the time Pulp Fiction was out. And, <laughs> and I referenced all of Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez's movies, and Kevin Smith. <laughs> That's my thing. Okay, I've got a. We now have an oh. actual business model. In 2008 or 2009, we will be making our first low budget feature film shot entirely on digital video. Referencing all of Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and Kevin, Kevin Smith's, Smith's movie, movies. we'll, we'll reference. We will simply rent all of the movies Miramax put out in the 19, early nineteen nineties. <laughs> we'll simply reference scenes from all those films, make it kind of cut it together, and that'll be our movie. The uh, so we should probably talk about the show. Uh, so so I I enjoyed the uh, the Western series. I was gonna say Colt Chesterfield. I've got I got a couple of emails recently of people saying, Whatever happened to that Western you guys did? Do another <laughs> Western. And I was like, Yeah, I gotta dig out some old Red Rider episodes yeah. and listen to late Westerns. That was a lot of fun to do that. That was one. hilarious. And that was the first that was the only show I did that was the only other episode I did with Sue. Uh-huh. She's been on one other joke. She did one bit of a joke on another episode and then and then she did that one. But I was like, Oh fuck, I gotta really I gotta do another Western. The Westerns were That great. was a lot of fun. <clears throat> The the I want to do a western. Who are all the characters in it? It was Colt Chesterfield, Pancho Gonzalez. Because Pancho Gonzalez, it was Colt Chesterfield who was the hero. Yes, that's right. We are and, trapped in a mine, <laughs> or and his Harvard it, it, educated sidekick. The Harvard he Pancho had about nine Gonzalez. sidekicks. I love the fact that he had every sidekick. There was the prostitute <laughs> yeah. school marm with a heart of gold. She was the prostitute and the school marm and the nurse. She was every female character from every every from every episode. There was that was, that was played by Sue, and I can't remember her name. And uh, she also played Timmy. Timmy. She played little Timmy, who was the, the the boy sidekick who would invariably get killed in every episode, or something horrible would happen. He was the annoying boy sidekick, and uh, uh, it was there was the crazy old miner. Yeah. And who did who did uh, I did the voice? miner? I okay. did miner's voice. Yeah, I was you know keep that. Did I just do Book two voices on you, that one? No, you did twirly mustache, mustache twirly McEvil. Twirly mustache McEvil. Twirly mustache McEvil. Um, and, and Pancho Gonzalez. And yeah, I think that was it for your yeah. characters. And then, but the best part, and the thing was it didn't play as well as I had hoped it was, was that I got it. That one I'm going to sit down and I want to redo that joke again. Was the was the the jerky puff cereal? Oh, it was yeah. the cereal made for meat, where it was all supposed to be this one big anal sex double entendre by the end. It was this whole sort of, you know, cock joke on double entendres at the end it didn't quite wasn't quite as intense as i I wanted it to be so funny by the end i played well i think i kind of tried to tone you down on it yeah i think i was like let's make it actually seem like this could have been a serial right right and And it's just that whole unaware double entendre right where you know 50 years later it's like oh 
<laughs> people talk openly about anal sex and yes. fellatio, and that's kind they of what this commercial is yeah, like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Back then, they just didn't realize yeah. how funny that was to have to say, hey, he's here with a load of meat at your back door. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> go over there and let him in? <laughs> I like my meat with cream. cream. Yeah, oh, and the creamier the better. You know, it's, <laughs> I was just saying, when I'm looking back on it now, it should have escalated to this point where like, it starts off where you sit there saying, ah, see... It's like it's like it's like listening to an old commercial where they go, "Are you not feeling gay lately?" <laughs> it's like, "Are you not up with the cock?" You know, "Are you feeling queer?" Yeah, feeling queer and not altogether gay. <laughs> Didn't get up with the cock this morning. Well, why not? Head it's like, and then by the end, it's just like uh, anal sex, anal sex, <laughs> anal sex, cock in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I wanted it by the end to just being uh, still double entendres, but at that point we've abandoned any pretense. Yeah, that we were like trying to act like we were we we didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> clearly, at this point, it's just like you know. Well, make sure to slip the old meat in. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, you got to grease up first. <laughs> and now this is what your fifty third episode. Fifty. You know, it actually isn't my technic. This this would technically would have been my fifty. Should have been my fifty second episode. It's okay. not quite. Well, you, there was a couple of weeks where you didn't. There was one week where I didn't do one one. week. There was one week. So this is fifty one. So this fifty. This is this is episode fifty one. Episode fifty one. Remember your hundredth episode? Oh God, yeah. My favorite, and that was the other thing too. That was my one of my favorite shows that we ever did. Yeah, and I, I, my face hurt for three, four days after that. I was, I am, I I still howl every time I hear that. It was so bizarre. It was great, and the fact that we managed to actually curl the jokes back into each other. Yeah, the whole and all of that. Um, I mean, one thing that I think is great about your show is that it's sketch comedy slash improv, but it's all audio. And, like, audio improv doesn't really – it's not exactly improv. Right. We can, we can you know, we can yeah. roll it back and do it over. But that show, like, I showed up and you're like, I want to do a 100th episode. Yeah. And I was like, what if you did it like this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Well, then we could do this. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we just kind of – Started recording oh, yeah, and f- came up with all these jokes. It was while like we were four going. hours. It's like pure improv. We took us four hours to do the whole show, and we were just like, "Okay, let's let's do that." All right, let's do that. Hey, you know what would be really funny is if Mr. T was in the back. <laughs> and then, oh no, there, was, there were the two jokes that got us both. Was that though? I did the one where that I didn't. I didn't. I didn't telegraph this one at all. It was just when I said, hey, goes to President Taft. Is it okay if we drive the Batmobile around inside the Air Force One? Go for it! Go for it! And I didn't, I didn't tell you I was going to do that. And then, the, and then that, that, I had to stop because you started laughing. But the one that got me was when we, at the end of it, when they did the very special episode of the LARP Society Kids. Yeah. And, and they, they get to doing the, drugs. And they're doing drugs. No, Just but say like, no to drug school. <laughs> no, but Mr. T smashes through the wall. Kind of like we, the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Kool-Aid man. He smashes through the wall. And then you went, wait, wait, roll it back. I want to do put something in here. So you hear all our voices go, Mr. T! And then you just shoved, shoved B.A. Brock! <laughs> that was it. I was gone after that. I was dead on my fucking fat. I, you know what? You didn't even tell me you were going to do that. I was like, holy shit. And I had to make sure to change the edit so that came out nice and clear. <laughs> was, uh, what was his name? What was the kid's name? Oh, I don't Shit. I have a see. horrible time yeah, remembering all no, these characters. It was, okay, the, the, so the LARP Society was... Uh, was Wyman was the was the kid who ran it? Yeah, he was Wyman. He was the one who was yeah. Andrew was the metalhead kind yeah. of kid who I decided. I've heard you may have heard do me that I think I told you this. If you don't know this already, if you've heard the character that I do, 
I do this character who's kind of like, you know, hi, how's it going? My name's Jerome. I've decided Jerome is Andrew's older brother. <laughs> I think you did tell me about that. So I want to do an, at least one episode at some point where we're doing one where it's like, where you're going to be Andrew. I'm like, Jerome, Jerome. Necronomicon. Have you guys been playing with the dark forces again? <laughs> That's pretty cool. I think so anyway. <laughs> there was Andrew Wyman. Um, oh God, what was his name? Shit. I don't know. Characters. Can I have a total like non sequitur? Sure, go ahead. So, I, you know, I work at a record store. Um, I work in the CD and DVD section. Downstairs we have all the vinyl and everything else. Um, but we have collector-grade vinyl, like old right, vintage right. Um, upstairs. And it's like, you know, high price and stuff like that. And anytime anybody buys one, um, the guy who runs the basement where all the vinyl is, like, picks another one and, you know, we have to put it up on the wall. And the one I got the other day was this, like, Picto disc, you know, Picto disc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Record. Yeah. Um, interview record with Slayer, and so it shows all of them. And you know, I'm thinking it's pretty early. They don't look like they look metal, but not like like metal, you know. Right. And then I turn it over and look at the other side, and there's like a rainbow, and they're all like, ah! like, Ooh, we're Slayer, really? and it was like the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And I really wanted, like, I wish the price wasn't on the other side, because I really wanted to display that yeah. one and be like, Slayer and rainbows. <laughs> like, if Richie Blackmore was in Slayer. <laughs> Shit. Oh, why am I forgetting those, I'm blanking on those two kids, the other two kids. There was Andrew, <laughs> Wyman, it was, there was, the sh- oh, Carl. Yeah. Carl was the short, really short guy everybody made fun of, and, and. And, and uh, I can't remember. I want his a name. Jerry Neil Lee. Uh, oh, hell. Um, but just yeah, that was the other one. Your whole thievery. Yeah, <laughs> thievery awaits. Yes. <laughs> I want a multi-tool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's still in my car. I haven't listened to it in a while. I think it's in my car. The theme song to the. Two guys. Oh yeah. Oh god, that's an, that's another one we have to bring back. So here, this is part of this part of the show is basically one big reminder of the yeah, show. Yeah, remember to do. all this stuff that we were gonna. Some d- people kind of remembered and would maybe send an email about oh, way was, after the last oh, time yeah, anybody yeah. heard it. So the LARP Society. Okay, so coming in the coming year, coming attractions, we're gonna be doing a new LARP Society if we can fig- think of something to do with it. It's gonna be a new. I'll write a new western, a new Colt Chesterfield Texas Ranger, and then there will be Crisis and Infinite Zoos. Yeah, Crisis and Infinite. Yeah, evidently the Zoo Patrol will either be all they'll all be killed somehow, and and then we'll have to. Well, resi- the last time we killed everybody, didn't we? And I then was, and then they weren't dead. No, no, you know the they la- killed. We killed um, Brett. We killed Brett, but it turned out it was his evil twin. Right, and then we did. No, I think that was the hundredth episode we did after that. Was that before or after that that we did the hundredth episode, and then we decided that Zoo Patrol went off into space. Yeah, and then we're gonna do a spinoff of Space Zoo Patrol. And and because because I remember thinking, oh, Phil wasn't the here. The spinoff uh, Zoo Patrol Hollywood Nights didn't do. Yeah, it. the, the spinoff of Zoo Patrol Hollywood Nights didn't go anywhere. So not space <laughs> Zoo Patrol. I think we should do one episode where maybe they Brett- had an awesome theme song too, didn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, Hollywood. Oh fuck, man. That that no wait what Zoo Patrol Hollywood Nights or or Baywatch yeah. Hollywood Nights? No Zoo Patrol Hollywood Nights. I d- oh a- yeah, it had sort of that same cop theme yeah. thing going, and I or or something. I can't remember now, but. But young people in the pursuit of, of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole introduction to yeah. Zoo Patrol Hollywood Nights. And 
All right, we got to do more Zoo Patrol. I, I, we should do. I think we should have a spinoff for Brett briefly. <laughs> Brett should have his own spinoff show. It could be like the um, the Storm miniseries in X Men comics now, yeah. where it's when she was living in Africa before she joined the X Men right, and had this love affair with the Black Panther. Oh, really? Because they're you know, you know they're two black. of the only <laughs> yeah. black characters in Marvel comics. Yeah, because yeah, they're so of course they and, must love each other. And black being black and superheroes, they would know each other and of yeah. course have a relationship. Well, I mean, it makes sense that the Black Panther would go to Africa yeah. at some point. But Africa's a very large place. What are the chances? <laughs> I, you know, I just I'm bringing that up. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's Africa, but. But it's just one big jungle filled with. <laughs> but it's yes, do that as do that as Danny. That would be Africa. <laughs> that's my still my big regret is that I gave you the. It's my only regret for Zoo Patrol. I got we, Danny. You and got Brett. Danny and Brett, and I realized now the biggest mistake there was that I should have either taken you did both of them, and I was like I don't want to hog all the good parts. I'll give you Danny. Oh, and you got to do. You're doing a good. Australian accent. I can do an Australian accent, but I'll let you Yeah, because that, that was another thing that I brought to the first episode. Yeah. I was like, and one of Brett sounded like Muldoon from Jurassic Park. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, you do both of those. And looking back now, oh. I realized I always regretted the fact that the two funniest characters were Brett and Danny, and I should have picked one of them. Yeah. Because then they could have interacted, and they can't. Well, they... Can but it's just a big pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to, re, you know. It's like I have to record one and then record you doing in the other. And so I think that was why I created. Um, I'm totally blanking on all my characters. <laughs> on uh, what's his name? On uh, on uh, Philo. Philo yeah. Waddlebottom was because we needed another character who was weird. And it's like I look back and I'm like, you know, so like I don't mind playing Philo or Sylvia, but it's like. The characters who should, the actors who should have been riffing on each other, yeah, didn't Can't. couldn't do it, couldn't do it. I mean, it's like Sylvia was a funny character, but it's like Sylvia should always have been played off with against Danny, and that worked. And and um, and and but Brett should have been played off against Danny. Yeah, ideally, I would love to recreate Zoo Patrol from the ground up with an entire cast. Well, that's what Crisis on Infinite Zoos. Yeah, is. it's like. <laughs> <laughs> what episode was it where we did the history of? The steeple oh, the hippos- chase. Oh, that was the one where we did the mime Olympics. Was yeah, the, that it was, was the mime a good finals, one. and it was the mime. It wasn't the Olympics, but it was the f- mime finals, and then which nobody liked. Really, people, people again. We get together and we crack our at each other up, and everybody, nobody liked. I just people were like, eh, or it was re- a lot of people really liked it, but most people were just like, it went on too long, and I was like, yeah, but I thought it was funny. But everybody loved the steeplechase bit. Okay, they thought the steeplechase bit was hilarious. <laughs> Sue was like, you know. The mime thing was okay, but it went on for too long. But the steeplechase thing, I was on the floor. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the two guys who work at the don't work at that. I can't remember the whole how the whole title went. The um, those characters, though that that whole bit. Yeah, I loved doing that where yeah. they kept we kept going backward, the and flashback, forward, the flash forward and back joke, and and then kiss at the end. Yeah, I loved that. That was great. We got to we're gonna do more of those because those were really <laughs> this funny. pizza's hotter than hell. Yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs> I just loved that. And I love the fact that was another one where we just went, what happens next? Yeah. So anyway. I was like, well, I, I grew the mustache. And yeah. Now I can only listen to Led Zeppelin, ACDC, right. or Kiss. Uh, I'm, it's like a symbiote. Yeah. Well, I think I got to get going pretty soon. Okay. Here. Well, it was great. Anyway. Yeah. No. John Henry. It's been a great and year. Yeah. And, and this was, you know. We're, the vaudeville pole is yeah. extending from over there. Yes. The proscenium. From, from 
off microphone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just don't bump into the proscenium on the way off. The... Anyway, all right. Anyway, thanks a lot, John. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, if you couldn't hear, that was a handshake. Yeah, that was that was uh, what we were doing. Yeah. And, and that'll do. Bye. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.